Cool. How's everybody doing this morning? I got some echo going on, brother. Yeah. There. Come on. Look, you set her up perfectly, and you get me all messed up. What's going on, dude? Now, I almost was like, babe, why don't you get up here and preach, girl? Go ahead. Go ahead. Y'all, listen, um, we, we have actually been in a series, and uh, we, we were going to end that series today. Uh, but how many of you know we do the best that we can to get out of, get out of the way of the Holy Spirit? And this, this week, man, I was just praying, and I was praying for you guys, and I was praying for our church, and I was praying for everything that's happening. And, and the Lord really put something on my heart. And I just, I am absolutely believing that the Lord is going to do something incredible. And the truth is, is I was really excited to preach that last message as well. So I'm going to save it and I'll do it another day. Because how many of you know a good word is a good word, no matter what day you're preaching it on? Come on, somebody, right? So here's the reality. We serve a God that is omnipotent. What that means is, is God knows everything. Jesus knows everything. He knows what's going to happen five minutes from now. And he knows what's going to happen five years from now. He knows what's going to happen five centuries from now, right? He knows what's going on. And we say this all the time. And actually, I'm going to quote my good friend Bob Leo over here. But it's something we say all the time, which is, hear God and do what he says. Hear God and do what he says. Why is that important? Because God knows what's going to happen five minutes from now. God knows what's going to happen five months from now, five years from now, five centuries from now. God knows. So if God is speaking something to you, our heart is and your heart should be to yield to the Holy Spirit and do whatever it is that he says. Right? Some of y'all are like, that's crazy. Well, it is pretty crazy. It does get pretty wild up in here. Okay? So the reality is, you guys, this morning, and I I wrote this down, and I, I want you guys to hear me say it. It says this. His plans are way better for us than any plans we could make for ourselves. His plans are way better for us than any plans that we could ever make for ourselves. When we, right before we launched City Point Church, um, and it is, we are in an exciting time. Are we not in an exciting time? Come on, guys. It's, yeah, come on, Mike. We are excited because the Lord is moving and it is genuine and it is real. But listen to me. Right before we moved here, the Lord gave me three phrases, not all at once, but over the period of time of us planning to move and, and getting ready, the Lord gave me three phrases. One was this, follow favor. Follow favor. And what I don't mean by that is name it and claim it, blab it and grab it. That's not what I'm talking about. I am talking about I am going to do every single thing that I can do, and then I'm going to watch as God does every single thing that only he can do. How many of you know there are things that the Lord is calling you to do that you cannot do by yourself? If that was true, if you could do it by yourself, then you wouldn't need God. How many of you in this room have been through something that would have absolutely wrecked your life if you didn't have Jesus? Come on. It's true. And if you haven't experienced it yet, get ready because I'm telling you it's coming, right? Good stuff. And the Bible says it, right? Consider it pure joy when trials of any kind come, right? So follow favor. The other one was this. If it feels forced, then don't do it. If it feels forced, then don't do it. And I'm telling you all, listen, that phrase right there has saved me so many times. It saved me with people that I was like, I really want you to come and be a part of our church. I really want you to be a part of it. And I, you know what? I didn't force it. 
and, and the Lord didn't bring them, right? And then there are people that we didn't force. They just showed up. Some of y'all showed up this morning. You have no idea why you're here, but the Lord has called you into this place. That's the thing. If it feels forced, then don't do it. And this is the one that I want to talk to you about this morning. And it is something y'all have heard me say a bunch of times. But I'm gonna, I really want to sit on it for a moment. I want to, I want to rest on this for a moment. Listen, if we don't quit, we won't fail. Did you hear me? If we don't quit, we won't fail. Actually, this, this is how I wrote it down. Only when you quit do you really actually fail. Only when you quit. Do you really actually fail? So I am here to tell you this morning, look at me in the face, everybody, eyeball to eyeball. Don't quit. I don't know. I don't know what every one of you are going through this morning. I don't even, I'm not even pretending to know. But I am here to tell you, don't quit. Mike, Mike Witt, don't quit. Okay? Hear me? Don't quit. I'm telling you, listen, don't quit. Tiffany tells me all the time, it's funny, she goes, you know, Jason quits like at least two times a week. (laughs) You know, it's funny because growing up, I mean, you know, and, and I feel like people presented this, this idea of church planting like it was like this sexy thing, right? And I'm telling you, church planting is super hard, okay? It's very difficult. There's been lots of anxiety attacks. There's been lots of just meltdown moments where didn't know how we were going to pay the bills, didn't know how we were going to do it, and the Lord provided. And I'm, I'm going to share some of that story here in a little bit. But listen to me. If you don't quit, you won't fail. But this is what the Lord showed me with that. And even as believers, right, listen. It's going to be real awesome, but it's also going to be really hard. And I want you to hear me say this. Any pastor that tells you that Christianity is easy is preaching a different gospel than the one that's in the word. You hear me? This is why the word, we're called to be disciples. And I'm just, some of y'all are like, dang, just let the air out of the room. It's the truth, y'all. Listen, we're called to be disciples. The word disciple is from the word discipline. Right? If it was easy, we wouldn't need to be disciplined to be believers. Right? But there are parts of Christianity that are hard. It's not easy. The world literally every day is becoming more and more against what we believe and pushing back on us. And I'm telling you, right now it's not illegal to be a believer, but it's going to be. And I'm telling you, listen, obey the laws of the land, absolutely. This isn't even in my notes, but I want you to hear me say this. Obey the laws of the land until it asks you to disobey the laws of the Lord. Did you hear that? Because we live in America, and I'm thankful. Listen to me. I'm proud to be an American. I really am. (laughs) I'm proud. I love America. I can't even tell you. I mean, I'm seriously, I love America. But listen to me. I'm a citizen of heaven way before I'm a citizen of America. Do you hear me? And that's the priority. That's That's the order. The journey is going to be really hard, but I'm telling you, look at me. The reason why he says if you don't quit, the reason why I feel like the Lord said that to me, you don't quit, you won't fail, is because it's going to be hard, but it is going to be incredible if we just keep pushing through. Do you believe that this morning? The crazy thing is the more I read scripture, the more I look and see this theme all throughout the Bible. You remember the Garden of Gethsemane? Matthew chapter 26, verse 36, it says this. When Jesus went with them to the olive grove of Gethsemane. Is Gethsemane? 
okay, whatever. <laughs> Thank you. And he, and he said, sit here while I go over there and pray. Verse 37, he took Peter and James and John, and he became anguished and distressed. Watch this. He told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Have you ever been there? I've talked to some of y'all. I know it. I've, I've seen it. But here's the thing. Jesus experienced the same thing. Watch this. This is so big. I am, I am crushed to the point of death. His soul was in, was in anguish. It says this. Stay here and keep watch with me. Verse 39. He went on a little further and bowed his face into the ground praying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken from me. Watch this. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Look at me. Do you see this? Jesus says, Father, this is so painful. I'm so afraid. I literally feel like I want to die and I want to quit. But Father, your will, not my own. Jesus lived this example. And literally, you can go on and read. The Bible says that he went back three or two more times after that. Three separate times he's praying and he's asking the Lord or he's asking the Father, if, if you could take this from me, I would love it, but not my will, your will. Do you believe that this morning? How many of you know that when we want to quit especially when it comes to the things the Lord has called you to do. Even if you're exhausted, even if you want to quit, how many of you know you got to press through, you got to keep going because the Lord is going to use you to change someone's life. The Lord is going to use you to change your family. Come on. The Lord is going to use you to change your workplace. The Lord is going to use you to change your school. Look at me. You just can't quit. Just don't quit. Galatians 6, 9 says this. Some of y'all are like, he's an angry elf. I'm not angry, I promise. Okay. It says this. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't what? Give up. Philippians 3, 12 says this. I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess the perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. Verse 13, no, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing. This is really big. Catch this. Forgetting the what? Past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Verse 14, I press on to each or to reach the end of the race and achieve the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling. I could literally stop right there and be done. I have four things real fast. Four things. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump. I'm going to jump. Four things. This is really important, right? Four things, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to maybe do two of them. Are you ready? Are you all ready? Okay. First thing is this. Don't quit waiting. Don't quit waiting. And I'm telling you, listen to me. When I was praying for this, there was a lot of things the Lord kept putting on my heart. But there were four things that I'm going to really try and get through real quick because we we're running out of time. But look at, look at, we're fine. I'm fine. My wife gave me time. We're good. We're good. <laughs> Don't quit waiting. Don't quit waiting. The word wait can be translated into the word trust or depend or to put hope in. Basically, it's this. It is, it, it is in the waiting period that we learn to trust, 
we learn to depend or we learn to put our hope in Christ. Do you believe that? Think about this. Listen, just for a second. Think about all the crazy things that y'all have been through. What is the, the time in your life where you felt like you grew the most in Christ? Was it when everything was fantastic and amazing? Or was it when things were super hard and you were forced to literally bow at his feet and you were forced to hang on to him with everything that you have and you're sitting there just like Jesus in the garden and you're saying, I want to quit. I want to give up. I want to be done. But I'm, I'm your will, not mine. Was it in that time or was it when things were fantastic? I guarantee you the, the more you go through hard things and the more you lean into the Lord, the more you realize that it is in those moments of waiting that your life is absolutely changed for the better. Do you believe that this morning? I'll prove it. Why is waiting so important? Because there is power in waiting. Do you hear me? There is power in waiting. Isaiah 40, 29 says this. For, or it says, he gives power to the weak. And those who have no might, he increases strength. Verse 30, this is so good. Even the youths faint or shall faint and be weary. And young men shall utterly fail. Verse 31. But those who what? Everybody say it. Those who what? Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Doesn't that sound fantastic? The reality is, is everybody wants that last portion. Man, I want to mount up like eagles. That sounds incredible, right? I don't even know what that is, but I want to do it. <laughs> I want to run and not grow weary. I want to walk and not grow faint. But not everybody wants to wait to get those things. And I'm telling you, waiting is the key. Psalms uh, 27, 14 says this, wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. Lamentations 3:25. I got a, two more scriptures. It says, the Lord is good to those who what? Come on, those who what? For him. To the soul who seeks him. Psalms 37, 34 says this. Wait on the Lord and keep his way. And he will exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you shall see it. Why is it so important? When you decide to wait on the Lord, you are focusing on what is right in front of your face. The reality is, is we, we live in a culture where we're like, I want to look backwards maybe because that sucks or I want to look backwards because that was better or we want to look forward because we're expecting better. The reality is, look at me, this is what I wrote down. It's hard to learn lessons in the season we are in if we are constantly looking forward or backwards. And I'm telling you, someone told me this years ago and it is true. If you don't learn the lessons in the season you're in, you'll have to learn them in the next season. That's leadership, that's true. If you're struggling and you can't fix things going on in your own life, it's, it's not going to fix itself. A new place, you know, they say new city, new whatever. That's not true, right? If you don't fix what's going on in you, a new place is not going to fix it. The problem is, is we live in a culture that we want it right now, right? We want it right now. I mean, come on, Amazon Prime has ruined me. <laughs> because it's like, you know, I'm always looking on Amazon, and I'm like, is it a prime? Is it a prime? How quick can I get it? How quick can I get it? I was in Guitar Center yesterday getting some equipment for 
for the new building, right? Super exciting. Anybody excited about that? Come on, right? I was in Guitar Center, and, and uh, you know, I was buying some drum stuff, and, uh, and I remember I got all the stuff, and, and, man, the associates are just so awesome. <laughs> They're just so on it, and they are so knowledgeable, and just... I'm not being sarcastic at all, like at all, right? So I get all the stuff that I need, and I walk up to the counter, and I'm like, look, I, they, it's like I'm going to purchase this under the church account so they know that I'm a pastor. And so I'm trying to be patient, but I'm like standing at this, this thing forever and just waiting, <laughs> just waiting. And I'm holding this heavy snare, and I got a cymbal bag and a bunch of stuff. Just it's not light, and I'm sitting there. And you can see the coworkers, I mean, the workers are just like, and I'm like, I'm like, I literally was like, y'all about to lose my money if you don't come here, Debbie. Okay, obviously I didn't do that, calm down. I was totally patient, and I waited. But it's true, right? I mean, some of us are in, in the drive through somewhere, like, come on, guys. The sign says three minutes or it's free. I'm like, guys, calm down. You don't need a Big Mac that bad. Calm down. There's something powerful about us waiting. There's something powerful about us waiting. And I want to, listen to me, I just want to say this so big. It is a kingdom principle to be patient. It's a kingdom principle to be patient. And I hate it so much because I'm the most impatient person ever. But I have learned that the more I can learn to be patient, especially with the things that I know God has called me to do, the more lessons I can learn, the more I will grow, and the more the Lord will use me to change other people. Because here's the reality. I want to say this. I love that this building is called Greater Things. I don't know if you saw that on the way in, but it's called Greater Things. Tiffany, Tiffany said this. Uh, Tiffany said this yesterday, but, but I want to I repeat it because it's so good. Listen to me. Greater things are coming because our God is still doing great things. And here's what's insane. This is why it's so important. I'm, I am waiting. There's power in waiting because I am sitting in this season going, Lord, I'm not, I, you know, I, I was tempted. When are we going to get our own building? When are, when, Lord, when are you? You promised. When are you going to, when are you going to, when, 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 when? Instead of going, Lord, I'm thankful for this room. I'm thankful that when my family moved here, we had zero families here. We were it. In fact, we were talking about this. We were trying to get a loan for a, for a house when we moved here because we didn't know it. We were, like, going to buy a house. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's crazy, right? And the, 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 loan, the loan guy goes, he goes, well, so what are you going to do for money? And I was like, well, we're, we're planting a church. And he goes, yeah, but and he said this. I'm like, he goes, yeah, but, like, let's be honest. Like, your church isn't real. Like, it's just you and your family. And I was like, it's real, okay? Like, it's very real. And I was like, okay, I get what you're saying, right? But here's the truth. We were in the basement, and we were in that season, and we were thankful for the basement. Ask anyone. We were thankful for the basement. I'll go back to the basement if I have to. I'm not even playing. We'll fit every, we'll do like nine services out of our house. It'll be great. Some of y'all are like, I ain't going then, okay? We were grateful in the basement. We were thankful. We were waiting. We're thankful, we're grateful in this room. We, we were waiting. And you can, ask, you can ask my wife, you can ask some of my close friends. There were some seasons where I was like, 
Oh, my goodness, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? But just in the right time, the Lord brought us the place that we're going to. And I'm telling you, listen to me, God is going to continue to do great things. Why? Because he is still doing great things today. The word literally says, greater works will you do than even I did. That's what Jesus said. Greater works will you do than even I did. There is power in waiting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say these two things real fast. Don't quit fighting. Don't quit waiting. Don't quit fighting. I have a video real quick that I want to show. It's, it's after that verse. You want to hit that for me? Watch this. So amazing. For those of you that like UFC. Listen to me, I love that video because I love Joe Rogan. You can hear him. He's like, it's over. He's done. He's done. Oh, wait, wait. He's not done. He's not done. Oh, he's definitely done. It's definitely over. Oh, what? Wait, wait. He's not done. How many of you know, look at me real fast. There are things that you've been fighting for forever. And you feel like the enemy has kicked you in the face. You feel like you are on, literally on your face. You feel like your legs have been taken out from under you. I'm telling you, don't stop fighting. Because just like that video, you might get knocked down. It might look to everyone else, even to you, everybody who sees you, that you're done. But I'm telling you, it's not over. It's not over. Why? Because Jesus is the King of Kings, and he is on your side. Do you believe that this morning? I'm telling you. Don't stop fighting. Don't stop fighting for your marriage. Look at me. Don't stop fighting for your children. I'm telling you, don't stop fighting for, for your, your, your family member that you know needs Jesus. I, I was literally praying last night, and as I was going over this point, the Lord literally gave me a vision of, of someone in our church, and, and their, their husband was just worshiping the Lord. Just worshiping the Lord. And, and I'm just telling you, listen to me. It may look impossible. It may seem impossible. But the Lord is going to work it out. The Lord is going to do something incredible. And I'm telling you, do not stop fighting. The third one is this. Don't quit doing good. Don't quit doing good. And we read Galatians 6.9. Let's not get tired of doing good. At the right time. We will reap a harvest of blessing. Listen to me. Everybody wants to reap a harvest, but not everybody wants to continue doing good. Because it's hard. Isn't it hard doing good? Especially when the people you're doing good to are taking advantage of you. When I was working at the Texas Roadhouse, I was laughing because I'm like, dude, the, so many servers I know are just so fake. And I don't mean that ugly, but I, I serve, when I was serving, it was super hard for some people. But I served them because I love people. Not because I was, I mean, I'm trying to make money too. Come on, somebody, don't even play. But I love people. So the attitude of my heart was to serve, not because I was trying to get their money, but because I wanted to serve them. 
I mean, I want to honor somebody. She's not even in this room, but, but Taryn, right? Taryn, our, our kids person, can we give it up for her? I really believe. Y'all, listen to me. Kids ministry is hard. Some of y'all know. Some of y'all are like, I know. That's why I'm not back there, okay? But can I tell you something? Do you know how many people we have serving in kids ministry right now? I'm just being real. Four. And, and we have two classes, so do the math on that. We have to rotate, and sometimes people don't get to come in here because they're serving, and it's hard. And I'm telling you, I can't tell you how many times I have to call those people up, and I just go, listen to me. I'm so thankful for you. I'm so thankful for you. I'm so thankful. Don't quit. Please don't quit. Look at me. Sometimes it's hard to continue doing good, and this is why we try to honor people so much. Because if you continue doing good in due time, you will reap a harvest. Come on, somebody. Do you believe that this morning? Brianna, if you want to jump up on the keys. I don't know where she's at. You know, there you are, friend. Cool. This is my fourth thing. And I, I want to end with this. I got it. We're going to have a few more minutes. It's all good. Listen to me. Don't quit moving forward towards the prize. Some of you are literally, I can, you know, maybe you're standing up physically. But spiritually, you're on the ground crawling. Like not crawling like an infant, but you're crawling because life has beat you down so much. I mean, and, and the image I got, if we had a stage here, I would literally get on the ground and show you what the Lord showed me. Because here's the thing, listen to me. Forward, forward movement is still forward movement. Do you hear me? Listen to me. God is not interested in you being perfect. He's interested in your direction, not perfection, direction. He's not asking you to be perfect. Only he is perfect, and he knows that. Perfection is unhealthy. It's not a reality. It's not a possibility. Anyone who asks you to be perfect is selling something. I want to read this. I want to read this one more time because there's, it's just so good. And then I want to tell you a story, and then we're going to end. Philippians 3.12 says this, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. Verse 13, no, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing. This is so big, and I'm going to break it down. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Notice how he doesn't say, forgetting all the horrible, terrible things that have happened in my life. He just says, forgetting the past. Listen to me, there's good stuff in the past too. He's not talking about, man, I'm just trying to get the bad seasons out of my life. I'm just trying to forget all the trauma. He's saying, forget the good, forget the bad. Because why? There is greater things ahead. Forget it all, because Jesus has more for you. Verse 14, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. This is the first time I've ever told this story publicly, and it's, it's genuinely because the Lord has, like, healed my life from it. We, we were youth pastors in California. And it was the best ministry season of our whole lives. True story. And, and I got fired. 
I got fired. And it wasn't like a moral thing, so everybody calm down, okay? I just didn't get along with someone. <laughs> but they fired me. And guys, listen to me. I was so broken. I was so broken. And I was so prideful. I was so prideful. I remember leaving California, and I remember... You know, I had to move in with my mother-in-law, and I have a great mother-in-law, so it wasn't like a bad situation, but it's still someone else's house. I was living in someone else's house. Just broken. I remember, I remember one day it was storming. It was storming in me so hard. It was like 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, around that. It was just in the middle of the night. And I woke up, and I just was so messed up. And I remember looking out the window, and it's, it's physically storming outside. It was storming inside of me, and it was storming outside. And I remember saying, Jesus, just take me right now. I'm done. I quit. I'm out. But I didn't quit. <laughs> Probably because I have an incredible wife that won't let me quit. Okay. And Jesus. Come on, somebody. But listen, so... I remember being in that season and I, I was so prideful. I say that because it's really important for you to hear me say that. I was so prideful and the, I was looking for a job that honestly was going to be like something that I can rub in the noses of the people in California. I just wanted something that would, that would prove to them, see, I'm not broken. I'm not messed up. You, you hurt me, but, but I'm better. I wish I could say that's what happened, but it didn't. I, we got a job in Georgia and it was the, the next four years were even the worst. They were the worst years of our lives. It almost killed my marriage. It almost killed my ministry. It almost killed me as a human being. I mean, I was just absolutely, for the next four years, wrecked. And every single day, you can ask my wife, most every single day I ask the Lord, why did you bring us here? Why did you bring us here? I love you. I submit to your will. I'm thankful for you. But why did you bring us to this God-forsaken? I literally call it hell. I make fun of Albany, Georgia as much as I can because it's the worst place on the planet, okay? It's the worst. Sorry if you're from there. I'm telling you, listen to me. I got into my truck. To, to We got a job in Florida. Thank God we got out of there. And I got into my truck, and I was carrying a trailer full of stuff, to our house in, in Florida, and the Lord spoke to me, and he said, you've been asking me why. I actually, I, I, I was like, I was like, I still don't get it. And he said, the reason why I, you walked through that is because you were prideful, and you would not humble yourself. Listen to me. My prayer is that everyone in this room, that you would never have to experience that. Just, the word says this, resist the enemy. Flee and he will flee, right? But it says, humble yourself before the Lord, and he will exalt you, right? Humble yourself. But the reality is, is I, I, I couldn't humble myself. I just was not in the right mindset, and life messed, messed us up. It messed us up. We, we legit quit ministry for a while. But then we, we got to Florida, and the Lord started to heal us. This is so big. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, there's a point to this, I promise. We went through an incredible healing season in Florida, and then the Lord began to stir our hearts to plant a church, and then we moved here. Well, within the first year of us planting our church, 
I'm going to back up because I have messed this up. I messed it up. Tiffany's like, you messed it up. Listen, while we, were in, while we were in Alabama, while I was hating my life and I was like, I quit, I quit everything. We were attending a church called Church of the Highlands. And I, I went to one of the services and this dude got up and he started talking and he was just telling his story. I don't even remember what he preached about, but what he did say is, he's like, I was fired three times and one of the times was by my dad. His own father fired him, okay? And he, and this dude was devastated, messed up too. But then he went on to actually uh, be basically the grandfather of a lot of these churches where they'll have a campus here and a campus there and they're, they have live worship, but the video message, he was one of the very first churches in all of the U.S. to start doing that. He, he paved the way for that, which is very popular now. It's very popular now. All I remember is this. He told me his story, and I said, you know what? I've only been fired once. I could, maybe I can make it. Maybe I can make it. And I continued on, right? Kept pushing. We get here. Fast forward. We get here where we planted our church, and within the first year, there's a church that calls me, and they go, hey, there's this free pastor's retreat, and I would love for you to come to it. I would love for you to go to it. We'll pay for it and everything. Just come to it. Well, I go to this thing, it's in South Carolina. And I walk into the room and there's like 17 other lead pastors there, all in similar situations, all have just planted their churches or within the first year, we were all in the same boat. Well, in the door, y'all, walks this man that I go, I've seen that guy before. And you know who it was? It was the dude that preached that one day, nine years ago, that when I wanted to quit, he got up and shared his story and was the reason why I did not quit. His name's Greg Surratt, right? And I'm sitting there going, I, where do I know this guy from? I've, se- I've seen this guy. And what's great about these retreats is they don't have any expectations on the pastors. It is solely there for pastors to get rest and to get rejuvenated. And man, I needed it. But one of the things they requested is that all the pastors ate dinner together. And the first night they were going around the table. What are you, what's your high for this year? What's the high for this year? And I said, you know what my high is? Is that I don't deserve to be at this table, but I am. And then I began to tell him the story about how nine years ago, the Lord used his story to turn my life around and to use me, or he used him to give me strength to where his story gave me a boost to, you know what? I don't have to quit. I can keep going. Do me a favor, stand to your feet real quick, and then I just want to pray over you. But I want to say something to you this morning real quick. Don't quit. JT, don't quit. Don't. Sabrina, don't quit. I mean it. I could literally go around to everybody. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Jocelyn, don't quit. It's it's hard, y'all. Melissa, don't quit. He's got something for you. He's going to use this story. He's going to use this situation for the good of those who love him. You love him. I know you do. Don't quit. Even if you're crawling, even if you're dragging yourself, don't quit. And I feel like, man, I just feel like there's somebody in this room. You needed this. You needed this word. 
Because let me just tell you something. The goal, the goal for us as believers is that when we go through difficult things, we actually use them to, to fuel our life with the Lord. Right? And then things that used to bother us, you know what? I mean, it still hurts, but you know what? The Lord's got me through this. Every single time I go through something difficult, it gets that much easier to go, you know what? Why, would I, why did I ever want to quit for this? The enemy thinks he's got me? No, he does not. Not today, Satan, or as my son says, not today, Stacy. <laughs> not today, Satan. Look at me. Some of you in the spirit, in the name of Jesus, you need to look, you need to look straight up, square up to the enemy and go, not today, Satan. What you were trying to use to destroy me is actually strengthening me. What the enemy meant for bad, what the Lord is going to use for good. Don't quit. Let me pray over you real quick.